Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, online at fanstreamsports.com, and also on YouTube as well. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays dropped two of three over the weekend to the Detroit Tigers in Detroit. However, the Rays stand still at 89 and 53, nine games up on the Blue Jays and Red Sox, 10 games up on the New York Yankees. Uh, Ulysses, I think we're all in agreement that we wish that the Rays weekend went a little bit better, but what can you do? You you win some, you lose some, I guess. You said 53 losses for those who are listening and really upset about how this weekend in Detroit went. I will be spoiler man and tell you that the race will lose seven more games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every team loses 60. So that's that's number one. It sucks the way that it happened. At least, uh, you know, Sundays, you you had the lead twice. Uh, It all was but wrapped up. And then the bullpen um, doesn't come through. I, I feel like, you know, part of my takeaway was, is still to talk about the unsung heroes mm-hmm. in such bullpen. But I just want to say this, uh, regarding kind of the, the, the late leads that are being blown up, um, lately, it's okay. Every team goes through this. I, I, I think, I feel like race nation is getting a little bit spoiled. Yes. Rays Nation is getting a little bit too bratty. <laughs> I'm I'm calling you out, people, because 89-53, Kevin. They, yeah. they, 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 they gave up two games, and I know that people are going to say, well, it's the Tigers. They're not supposed to lose against the Tigers. It's a major league club, too. And besides... What we have done, or what we, well, we haven't done, it, we have seen it. What the Rays have done against the Orioles, it it, it shouldn't happen. Eighteen to one, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't have be how things roll in a season. Even if you are a World Series champ, uh, or at least a contender for that, uh, teams play against each other, and it's going to be tough sometimes. Even the Detroit Tigers team, and you said it very well. This team had nice pieces, and, and, and you think that they could win 80 games next year. I feel like there are still a, a couple of years away from that. But you could see the growth, that you could yeah. see that there are pieces that are very interesting. You got Scope, you got Cabrera on a hot streak, you got Grossman. You got nice little things around it. Casey Mice pitched really uh, – I, I think he was the one that was the, the stain, and, and he's going to be part of their future too. So I, f- I feel like – it's okay. And, and Rays Nation is getting a little bit too <sighs> spoiled, bratish, and, and, another, and another, another synonym that I really can't yeah. come up with right now, Kevin. And I feel like a lot of that is social media overreacting to one quick thing. I'm going to take the approach of patience. Let's let everything play out. Not everybody can be perfect all the time, every time. If Andrew Kittredge was perfect all the time, if David Robertson was perfect all the time, if JP Fireisen was perfect all the time, they'd be Trevor. 
<laughs> so we have to, the other team, the other franchise, the other guys get paid too. They're yes. also at the top of their game, so to speak. They're not as good of a team as the Rays, but they certainly have some fight in them. I, I certainly don't want to see any more Jonathan scope the rest of the season or <laughs> any more Jamer Candelario and Candelario, by the way, is actually a really, really good player. Yeah. Uh, if not for, the cavernous Comerica ballpark, he would probably have 25, 30 home runs right now. He has 40 doubles. So yeah. you wonder if he was playing somewhere else where things would shake out. So I think we have to, just like I'm going to try to exude patience with Michael Walker, try to exude patience with Shane McClanahan, try to exude patience with Luis Patino, Wander Franco. When he just got called up, let's give these guys a chance. They're going to fail Every now and again, heck, there there's always a run where a player struggles for a little bit. And this Margo, is yeah. And this isn't to say that the bullpen struggles concerns are, are are not valid. Yeah, it sucks to. Of course, it sucks to 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 see you know your guys blow lead slates. But I, I feel like it's not a cause of concern. You know what? Call me anybody who is upset about what happened in Detroit. Let let's talk about it after the six games against mm-hmm. the Toronto Blue Jays. If this keeps happening, then yeah. I'll join you in your in in, in 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 your bandwagon of saying that this this is concerning. But let's wait until those six Blue Jays yeah. uh, uh, games. Uh, but moving on from this, can I, I can I just say this? What's in? Yeah. I understand that people want to bring up the bullpen. What I would think is more concerning is what's Wander Franco's status going to be in a couple of weeks? What, right? How is Shane McClanahan feeling? What about Chris Archer? Uh, and let's also remember. Okay, some of these guys are struggling in the bullpen. I'm probably most concerned about JP Fire Eyes and can't throw a strike. And there's not, I, I, I've never been all that high on that guy, but it's not like he's supposed to be the closer. But you have your Nick Anderson supposedly at full strength. That should help move things along a Correct. little bit, seemingly. So I'll just put that out there and, and let you take the floor here. Yeah, no, of course. And, and, and I agree with you uh, there. It'll be nice to have Nick Anderson back. Uh, going to the meat of my takeaway, though, I, the unsung heroes. So let's let's get happy, people. Let's talk about yeah. the bullpen that has carried this team for such a long time. And, and the first guy... Uh, Dietrich ends what an outing on Saturday, four innings pitch, no hits allowed, no walks allowed, six punch outs, um, really has turned his, his season around, uh, six games, one and no record at three thirty eight ERA, six innings, innings pitched 19 Ks, one nineteen whip. When he first came up, his first outing was that mess, that clunker, uh, mess from Fleming at, at Fenway. And he didn't really look that good. And I even said, look, if you're losing by 10 and you're giving up walks, what are we doing here? Right. Um, You know, he has turned himself around from there and he showed it on Saturday what he can do. So let's give props to Dietrich ends. But uh, even better than Dietrich ends, Lewis Head. What Lewis Head has provided this bullpen is... A, a John Curtis, Aaron Sleegers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of season all put together in one. 22 games, 1-0 record, 8-2-7-6 ERA in 29 and a third innings pitched, uh, 27 Ks, and a .95 whip. Love, love, love that .95 whip. Um, I want to ask you a question, quick, quick trivia question, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Do you know... How many of those uh, 20-odd outings he allowed runs in? 
Uh, Lewis head, I would say four. And you would be right on the money. Very good. Four. Four outings he has allowed a run. Incredible. Mm. Incredible stuff from, from somebody who has gone up and down a dozen times the Durham, St. Pete, uh, you know, trolley shuffle that that happens. Incredible, incredible season what, what Lewis had, has been doing. If he can keep it up, I, I feel like this is a guy that, that you want to to keep. Uh, you were able to talk to him in a way that he understood how his slider needed to work. The mm -hmm. slot, uh, not so up and down, but more of a horizontal break. Kyle Snyder and, and, and the front office saw that and then the coaching staff and they were able to to get him to be so effective and he was able to perform and he's been able to execute. And I feel like there's there are times where we highlight the the big names on this team because they're the big names for a reason. Right. Because they're the most stable. They're the most productive. And, and, and of course, you're going to 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 highlight those guys. But I feel like in a team like the race, a, a Lewis head and a Dietrich ends. Yeah, they, they need to be put on the platform sometimes. Dietrich Ends is going to get a start later on this week, if I'm not mistaken. Who would have thought a team that is most likely going to win the pennant mm -hmm. is going to have a guy named Dietrich Ends starting a game for them in September baseball? Crazy to think. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, are Dietrich Ends and Lewis Head on the playoff roster? Or do they make any playoff roster for the Rays? This yes. Year? Yes, they do. Both of them or one or the other? Definitely Lewis head. Okay. I feel like he, he has earned that right. But to Dietrich ends, you know, prowess when you can throw four innings uh, of shutout baseball uh, from the left side, that could win you some points. Uh, I mean, if you are looking at this roster construction right now for October for the ALDS and you need one more lefty to cover some innings, mm -hmm. who are you going to call ends or Fleming? That's a good point. Uh, as of right now, I would say, and maybe this is just recency bias, but Dietrich ends with the way his stuff has looked as of late. Also, are those guys on the team next season? <laughs> uh, Lewis said, I don't think so. Okay. Dietrich ends might. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like Lewis head would be more likely to go because we know how the Rays, def I mean, they shuffle players all the time, but definitely relievers. Right. The John Curtis, the Aaron Sleegers, the Jose Alvarado. I mean, there's so many guys, and I think I'm leaving some guys out that yeah. they've that they've gotten rid of. Uh, Hunter Strickland, for example. So they they fix them and then move yeah. them along, and, yeah. and that's kind of how it how it goes. But if you've got a lefty that can give you four to five and can throw 96 top of the zone and, and work a cutter off that or a slider, that you might have something there, even though. He doesn't have a lot of pedigree, and he was just coming from independent ball. Look, Ulysses, I, I hate to say this, but I, I blame this series loss on you because you were so gaga and so gleeful that you were able to watch Miggy Cabrera cheering him on even when he <laughs> scores and gets a hit against the race. So this is some bad mojo on you. I'm going this to push that along. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, but I have to. I have uh, to call you out with that. That's that's okay. There are four games left, and I feel like if the Rays win uh, – you know, the, the, the series at the tro uh, Tropicana field, everybody will, will be just fine. Yeah. But you know, I, I get it. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Nobody wants to see their team get walked off with a walk. Yes. Which by the way, I think that that strike zone somehow got a little bit uh cornerless 
as it went on, as that possibly, went on. But, but again, you don't uh, again. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, Fire Eisen. Nobody earned those strikes there that was pitching for the Rangers. No, no. And so that's that's the point. You you gotta be better. You gotta yeah. be better. You can't give up walks and in extra innings. You gotta attack the strike zone. That's not what JP did. But that's okay. Again, it's it's okay. Eighty nine yeah. and fifty three. Small reminder. The Rays are going to lose at least seven more games. Yes. Everybody hold on to their pants. Go find your belt. Find the light, the, the last hole and just clamp that bad boy in there. People mad at Ulysses. You can find them on Saturday at the Rays game wearing a Miggy Cabrera <laughs> jersey and a Rays hat. I think that's what's going to happen. A confused <laughs> fan. Dude, I hate that. I, ha- I hate when people just like wear two different things in a stadium. Like, no, you you. You pick can one. pick one. Dummy. You can pick. You can't tell people. Well, I have a story. Well, my my parents lived in Detroit, and so like, I, I, no, no, no. Pick one. Pick is it, one. Is I, it, I don't need. I don't need your biography. Pick one. Can I wear a lightning hat in a Rays shirt, or is it just that's okay. sport? I can't wear a Tiger's hat in a Rays jersey. You're a Champa Bay. I love it. Okay. Good for you for supporting the community and and all the teams that it has <laughs> to provide, but. Don't give me the Indians, Angels, yeah. crap. That's stop. Don't be LeBron James, where you, where you're wearing a Yankees <laughs> yes. cap and an With Indians the, yeah. jersey or whatever, no. or vice Gross. versa. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, Mickey Cabrera. Uh, what is? Do you know what his nickname is by any chance? In Spanish, it's el papá de los helados. Okay, what does that mean? The father of the ice creams. Okay. Is he a big ice cream fan or connoisseur? I don't know the okay. origin of that, but uh, is there another nickname? I don't know. I was just, when I was watching him over the course of this weekend, even at his advanced age, and he's not the same player he was a decade, 15 years ago, he still makes it look very, very, very easy at times, especially when there's a running. His name would be Fossil. Fossil. Right, I, he just makes it so easy. I mean, he, he yeah. had what nine straight hits. It's it's at one point. Uh, yeah, nine straight hits, and and I think that was with uh, against the race in the first game. Yeah, he he looked good, man. I, again, he doesn't have the bat speed, but he can still uh, he mm-hmm. has the approach. And when you have the approach, you're able to uh, see the situation and and, and shorten your up your swing and and go the other way. He doesn't care. Like the the home run thing. That's over with. So yeah. now when he has bases loaded, he doesn't have to jack it for, for the three strikes. He can just go up the middle, go the other way, and, gets his, and, get, and get his team a couple of runs. Yeah, Randy Rosarina, take some notes. You don't have to go for the fences every single time with that. I will give a shout-out to Luis Patino, who was one of the few guys that effectively worked up and away versus Miggy Cabrera and had some success there. Uh, okay, we'll move along. Great takeaways there. Uh, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, if you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. We certainly like that. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together 
with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, Ulysses, uh, getting to a takeaway or two from my end of things. Uh, so this past Friday, we did an interview with Brett Rutherford from the Raise Your Voice podcast, which I believe appears on D Raise Bay and some other platforms, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, and we were asked to give some of our hot takes, hot baseball takes. And yes, we did. Of, yes, we did. And that was fun, by the way. That, it, it was an hour long, but it was really fun. Yeah. If you have a chance to check it out, you can find it on, we retweeted it on social media. And also you could probably just Google Raise Your Voice with Brett Rutherford or visit DRaiseBay.com and find it there. And a lot of fun conversation and we think you'll enjoy it. But of course, I got some pushback like I usually do with my <laughs> radical schedule and changing the way baseball operates. Yes. And I just want to tie that up a little bit. Okay. So over the course of this weekend, this was really the first true football weekend. We were just, maybe not you, Ulysses, but a lot of America was consuming from Saturday all through Sunday, football, 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 first college football, and then the NFL. Right. And I put myself into that category. It almost got to the point of I was so hyped for football. I was almost annoyed <laughs> that there was a raise game or raise games going on. It's like oh, this no. is interrupting my football watching how ability. Many, how many football games does the normal uh, – well, no, I'm not going to say normal. Does the usual uh, American football fan need to like satisfy – isn't it isn't, – can it just be your own team, like your Colts or your Bucks? Can it just be the one game and you're like, okay – that's good for the week. Traditionally that, but again, it's Saturday and Sunday. It's tied up. You watch your team and then you watch the best games of the week. So you, you'll watch, okay, oh man, the, the Ravens are playing a, a, against the Packers. Can't miss that. That's going to be great. If it's a Sunday night game, yes. Yeah. Oh my. So if the Colts play at one or the Bucks play at one, you watch that from one to four. And then okay. usually there's a national game from four to seven. And then the big Sunday night football game is at... 8 15 8 20 p.m My and goodness. then you have monday night and thursday night but you you're and that's everybody is focused on football fantasy football what were we seeing on social media what were we seeing on television and maybe it's yeah. a little bit of first week excitement of football is back that's what i'm going to do for the next 10 to 12 hours but that's the way it's going to be for, it was a lot yes and it's going to continue to be that week throughout the the, the way throughout the fall and winter. And it got me thinking. Yeah. So what, what so if you were Manfred, what, what, what how are your gears turning yeah. this weekend, Kevin? What, what was going on there? My gears are turning towards making sure the baseball season is totally finished before Labor Day weekend, including playoffs, including playoffs. All of playoffs are played in the month. Of August, start spring training a day after the Super Bowl, and then you have March, April, May, June, July. That's your regular regular season. Uh, you play roughly what twenty five games a month, so that's a hundred twenty five game schedule. Mm -hmm. And then the entire month of August is dedicated to the playoffs. So you are the show for that month before football, literally, figuratively, kicks off. 
Because now it's there's too much competition going on. It's hard. Like even myself doing a baseball podcast, I my attention was diverted with football. I'm I, sorry. I understand that. Uh, you're a big big football fan. I, I just I don't buy the whole let's switch what we've been doing for 120 years because another sport, you know, is gaining popularity. Like let them gain popularity. Uh, do better. You don't. You don't need to change the whole game to get better ratings or to get better merchandising, to get people better in the seats. Like there are already things you could do to better the product. Number one, stop the blackouts, get people to be fans of the game and get people that are already fans of the game to be able to Mm -hmm. watch their team, to be a fan. So that's, I mean, that's that, I think that's better than moving uh, October to August uh, playoffs. And besides, there's something magical about October being the playoffs, like the weather has changed. So y- you've gone through the whole season and now it's, you know, they're right. play, playing with mittens, damn it, uh, for, for, their, for their lives. I mean, Placido Polanco, we, we talked about him on Friday. Isn't it an iconic moment, him wearing like a, an earmuffs uh, headscarf thing and like jumping from second to home when Magli right. Ordonez did the walk-off uh, to send them to the World Series. Um, uh, there's something to Mr. October. I don't know. I feel like that's too much of a radical change. I can hear more of your ideas, but that's just too radical for me. Hey, how many people watched that Placido Polanco moment when football was going on? That's my concern here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Coffee got me there. Um, I- I don't know. I, I feel like that has changed. In 2006, I don't feel like football was as ingrained in our socials as, as it is right now. And by socials, I don't mean just social media, like in our social life. Uh, but uh, yeah, football has gained a lot of uh, popularity. I'm, I'm just saying with the CBA expiring, here's your chance to really change things and harden up things. But aren't we going to be, why are we expecting the CBA to be this life changing thing? I feel like, honestly, there's going to be like two, ma- two at the most major changes and that's it. And major changes might be, oh, arbitration now happens after the second year instead right. of the third year. And oh, well, now you have... 27 man roster instead of a 26 man yeah. roster. Like, I feel like it's going to be that type of thing, like bureau- bureaucratic stuff that is changed, not the actual yeah. game. And universal DH is probably maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess I won't mention the idea that I was also going to have seven inning games. And oh God. Mercy rules. And no mercy uh, rules. Fine. Okay. Mercy rule. It makes a hundred percent sense to me. Uh, just get it over like 10, yeah. zero. It's the fifth. If you don't want to play, you shouldn't play. If you don't want to have Brett Phillips warming up, you shouldn't have that happen. Look, I get it. That was fun. I love watching Brett Phillips warm up. I don't need to get him hurt. He mm-hmm. said that throwing 194 mile an hour fastball got him the next the next day. He was sore because of that. Yeah. 194 mile an hour fastballs. I don't need Brett Phillips to throw 94 mile an hour fastballs and, and, and get his shoulder uh, sore. Stop it. Mercy rule. That's the way to go. 
Yeah, I just, last thing on this, I would love to see what the ratings are between last night's Yankees-Mets game Ooh. and last night's Rams-Bears Sunday night football. I would love that because it's the New York market, like all of it. And then yeah. it's the New York hater market, which is all of America too. So uh, I would say nobody was watching that game. Very few people were watching that game with the first week of NFL. Even with A-Rod on the mic? I don't believe you, Kevin Wise. How dare you talk about A-Rod that way? Probably turned more people off, quite frankly, with (laughs) him on the air and everything. But I'm going to throw out there. Bring all your your hate mail and to see the baseball season wrapped up before Labor Day. Oof. That's going to be a no no for me, dog. Well, you're not a, I, I would like to see people that are general casual sports fans. That's the thing that I'm trying to do is rein in the casual sports fan. Not you're going to watch and come to games and you're going you're right. to consume it regardless. Yes. It could be a 50 game schedule, a 300 game schedule. You're yeah. still going to be there. I'm trying to attract the people that might that once once they see a football coming out of their tv screen they're out they're done uh, they are they are and, and, and so what what you do that i think it's again the blackout would help so much the blackout restrictions i i, I don't know if baseball fans know how much that affects the drop-off from fan interaction and then migrating to football so that i think that's a really huge one that needs to be talked about more i think uh the other thing is baseball needs to do some sort of major sponsorship with built bar. I think that's their next task with the CBA as well. You know what? If they do that, they would be getting something that's healthy and delicious and you can too. They've got so many flavors, Kevin. I, I, I just can't even remember them all. They've got raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange cookies and cream. I'm orange with chocolate. I mean, it's like you're a mad scientist at built.com. And if you haven't, tried all the flavors you can also get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors they are 17 to 18 grams protein calories range from 130 to 180 four to five grams sugar and only four to five grams net carbs again amazing flavors they're all tasty they're all healthy and you can get yourself some if you go to builds.com but before you do that use the promo code Locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays, things don't get any easier for them as they have a three-game set in Toronto to face the Blue Jays, who are in fuego Right now, they stand at 80 and 63. They have won 14 of their last 16 games. That includes, uh, talk about football scores, a 22 (laughs) to 7 drubbing of the Orioles yesterday. They actually scored 44 runs in their three game set versus the Orioles. Uh, Previous to that, they had swept a four game series versus the Yankees in New York and a three game series versus the Athletics. But Uh, The Rays, this is a good watershed moment for them. Facing a Blue Jays team that is extremely, extremely hot, uh, has most of their players available, and they've got their pitching staff lined up. As for the Blue Jays, they're going to likely throw out Alec Manoa, Jose Barrios, 
and Robbie Ray. And I mentioned Robbie Ray. He could win a Cy Young this year. Uh, Toronto could also have an MVP winner as well. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero. I think that just underscores how this team has really been coming along the last couple weeks. Yeah. This, this team kind of turned their season around. If you looked at August, late August, you could see, oh, well, you know, they had a nice season, but I guess we all, you know, ate up too much of the mm-hmm. on paper talent rather than what was they on won the field. The, they won free agency or the trade deadline. They were, that was their thing, but you gotta, you gotta win the games on the field, but now they're actually proving they're that. doing yeah. it. Yeah. Now they're doing it. Now they're actually the team that everybody thought that they could be kind of the opposite of the San Diego Padres, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, it's uh, it's, I, I love the fact that the Rays have six games against the blue Jays on September baseball. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you need that last barometer to tell you, okay, how good are you? You need that playoff uh, atmosphere before the playoffs. You need to show your players, hey, every pitch matters. And I, and, and I feel like this matchup, these six games against the Blue Jays, are that playoff warm-up atmosphere for you to get really into it. And, and, and the Jays want it. They want it hard. Mm-hmm. They're still not in. So they're fighting for something. The, the Rays now, you know, are fighting for their own ego and, and for their own accolades of can we get to 100 wins, which yeah. has never happened in, in franchise history. Can, can you get a double-digit lead into division? They're very close of doing that. Uh, can we get over the bullpen late leads uh, being, being squandered uh, for, for in the last week? I feel like they can. I think so. So it'll be very interesting. And I, and I love that the Rays are going to be facing a very hot yes. uh, team with the advantage that they have in the division. I wouldn't like this six games against the Blue Jays if the division lead was three games or four games. I would be kind of very tense. But because it's nine games, I feel like that's why I, I, I like this matchup. You've got the safety net. But you still need to, you know, you'll you'll still see playoff atmosphere type baseball, and it's a great barometer for the Rays. Yeah, and the pitching staff for the Rays as well, because this Blue Jays offense is insane yes. with some of the numbers that they've put up this year. I mentioned Vlad Guerrero as an MVP candidate. He might very well win the Triple Crown when he it's could. all said and done. He has 44 home runs. He has. The highest batting average. Well, I think his home runs are tied with Shohei Otani at 44. Yes. He has the highest batting average in the AL, 319 above Yuli Gurriel's 315. And he's tied for third with 102 RBIs with his teammate, Teoscar Hernandez. Jose Abreu leads that uh, with 107. So I'm actually going to throw it out right now. Ulysses, prop bet. Does Vladdy win the Triple Crown this year? Yes no. or no? Okay. 100% no. All right. 100%, 100% no. Bookmark this uh, this audio. No, why it's too difficult because it's too difficult. Uh, no. And besides Otani and Salvador Perez are right behind him with home runs or, or at least right there with them. It's going to be a tight race. And guess what? Austin Meadows has three weeks left to uh, Meadows, really get on He's a, not even in the conversation. He's top five, baby. They're not going to play him versus lefty. He's not. Come on. Oh, don't no. do this to me. I mean, may, maybe, maybe. Uh, but I, it's it's a very outside shot that he wins it. So I'm going to go with with no. But I'm actually kind of hyped. Uh, also, you, you mentioned the, the starters that are going today. Today is a, not a must-win game. That's so cliche. But you got to take this one, right? You 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 have the the least threatening 
starter going for the Jays in, in Alec Manoa, who the race have faced twice in back-to-back outings. The first one, he looked untouchable, seven yes. shutty. And the second one, not so much. He couldn't even get out of the fourth inning. Three and two-thirds, three hits allowed, three runs allowed, nine punches. So he will miss the bats. He will miss the bats, but he didn't do as hot the second time as he did the first time. So hopefully it's a little bit more like the second time for the race today. We'll see. You get to see that that lineup uh, come come out. Uh, Seven runs yesterday didn't do it uh that's not a, a usual thing for the race you you, you right. score seven you should win that game so hopefully the bats come alive and then seven runs will definitely be enough well you might i, I don't know if seven runs will be enough i hope with so some of with this blue jays order and lineup and what they're throwing to the table like just to kind of emphasize the point here, they lead all of MLB in homers. They've got 230 as a team. The next closest are the Braves with 214. Mind you, they have the second fewest strikeouts in all of baseball. That's All crazy. the power, but none of the strikeouts virtually. They have, as a team, uh, 1,092 strikeouts, which is uh, the only team that has fewer is the Astros. The Rays, by comparison, have 1,379 strikeouts, Ooh. the second most in baseball. The Blue Jays are second in runs scored behind the Rays, of course. They're second in batting average, first in team OPS. Their team OPS, what the is Blue it? Jays team OPS, 799. That is really good. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. No, again, I am glad the Rays are facing a really good team right now. This this is only good news for the Rays. You want to warm up for the playoffs, this is it. And it's it's the best case scenario because you could still you have such a big lead yeah. in, in in the AL East. And I don't mean anything by it negatively. I just nine games, it's it's a lot of games. I know there's still like 19 games to play. The, the Rays could go 10 and 9, 9 and 10, and still have a fantastic season. So yeah. just, just letting you know, I feel like this barometer comes at a great time for the race. By the way, uh, Vlad, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has his 44 home runs are tied with his daddy. His daddy never had more than 44. Look at so, that. Yeah. Look, I think... Okay, Vlad, he may not win the Triple Crown, there but I is. think he's going to take two or three categories. Okay. I think he takes the home runs and the batting average. The, the only reason that I don't think he would take the RBIs is because you have so many other hitters in that lineup that might swipe some RBIs from you. Marcus yeah. Sinez, Bo Bichette, Randall Grichuk, George Springer. Imagine if George Springer played more than a third of the season. Like, this team... It's a good team. It's, it's a very good team. I, I'm, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade here, so if, if you're a Blue Jays fan, uh, sorry about this, but two out of three uh, categories in the Triple Crown, I, I don't feel like that is so rare. I think Chris Davis. For a guy who's 22 years old? I think Chris Davis did that, Kevin Weiss. So, uh, you know. Uh, man, you're hating on Vlad Guerrero. We, we, we praise Wander Franco and all these guys. And no, right now saying, they don't even hold a candle to what Vladdy's doing. No, that's what I'm saying. It's very difficult to win the Triple Crown. And, and, and Vladdy's having a terrific season. But if I was a betting man and I'd have to go to betonline.ag, I would not put money that Vladdy's going to win the triple crown. And I don't think you should either, Kevin. What, what if Vladdy was on the Rays? Would you think differently there? I think he would definitely win the triple okay. crown there, Kevin. There we go. <laughs> I gotcha. I, I see where your allegiances lie with that. Look again, I, I hate to just be, this isn't a blue Jays podcast by any means. Go to lockdown blue Jays. If you want some blue Jays love, but you combine that offense with 
their pitching staff and really the starters that they would be able to roll out for a playoff series from Ray to Ryu to Steven Matz, who's having a really good year, Manoa, and then Jose Barrios. I mean, they got their five. They've got their five, six guys right there. I don't think the bullpen is the greatest in the world, but I think they can just get by when you combine the the starters and uh, we'll see and the I, offense there. I so. think it's going to be a really fun series. Get ready for a good three tense games. Hold your pillows yeah. to your chest, your blankets, and uh, it's it's going to go. It's going to be go time. I, I love it. I'm going to say there's at least one extra inning walk off. There, there's one. Oh, so you're one, giving already a, 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 a win to to the Blue Jays. I, I didn't say who it's going to be. Well, I just walk, think. Oh, you mean like, a, OK, like the last inning at bat. Um, yeah. Let me, win. let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. One of these games will end in extra innings. One of these games will be so tightly back and forth contested. I think so. It'll be like a nine, eight. Oh my gosh. How did they pull this one away? How did the blue Jays do this? Or how did the Rays do this? I yeah. think something along those lines. I think so. And and that is why it's going to be fun. It's, it's a great matchup. These two teams, they could meet each other in the ALDS. It's going to be fun. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.